Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. Today's guest uh, is Chris Miss. She is one of, I think, uh, the most important young voices out there right now on social media. Uh, someone who is an advocate for change, a creative, uh, a thought leader, a budding thought leader, and somebody who personally held me accountable for what she felt like was silence on a very, very important issue. Listen, man, the Red Pill podcast is not a bully pulpit. It's not a place where we can't use a little tighten up, where we can't use a little act right. Uh, it's not always about having people out here to have one million, two million, three million followers. Sometimes it's about the people that are doing the work on the ground. Actually, most times it should be about the people that are doing the work on the ground and advancing these thoughts in their communities. So we were able to connect via social media. And now she's out here to tell me about why she thinks silence on issues uh, affecting women is daily, no matter who your friends are, and about how we re-raise men in the era of healing from the pernicious rape culture that has affected women and disproportionately black women for so long. It's a learning experience for me, and I hope it is one for you as well. All of my brothers, turn this one up. Listen to our sisters. Pop some pills. Let's get it done. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I like Nikki. I feel like Nikki is so talented. Definitely. She's amazingly talented. She's an actress. She's an actress. Mm -hmm. uh, she is a great singer. She's a great writer. She knows melody. Right. Um, but it seems like as of late, there's something missing from the overall Nicki Minaj package. It's an identity crisis. Mm, talk to me about that. Because she never had an identity to begin with. Mm -hmm. She didn't come on as, hi, I'm Nicki Minaj or I'm Nicki or right. Mika. She came as a Barbie. It was always some kind of like gimmick attached like to it role she was playing so yeah to say. yeah she was playing roles so now i just feel like time has passed you know relationships have ended she got mm. in new relationships and those ended and then she was the reigning queen and then cardi just came cardi came nowhere, with busting. cardi came with so much authentic realness that it made playing a character seem whack whack right introduce yourself to these people hi i'm christmas it's christmas yeah give it up for Good. christmas guys one time for christmas christmas yes What's your, what's your government? Can I ask you? Well, since you asked, my name is Christina Bright. Christina Bright. But I go by Christmas, sometimes mm. Christmas Bright. Let me tell you why I asked you that. Because why? in my entire life, I always wanted to have like a dope moniker. Like I wanted to have like a dope handle. You know right. how you have Christmas? Yeah, it's fire. It's fire. Not gonna lie, it's fire. And then like when I was looking at your IG, I was like, yo, that's dope. I bet her name is like, Christy or Christina or something like that and it's Christmas yeah because we all know that word because there's a holiday that's, and every day is Christmas that's my website what lifted on them you see what I'm saying you see? And, but but I've never been able because it's like van and it's so short and people like people always ask me if my name is actually a nickname but I feel like your name flows van Lathan people don't believe that's my real name sometimes. people don't believe like bright is my real last name they think oh, so, it's a stage name see you but you know what you could have done dead my name what we were talking we were talking about Takashi 69 mm -hmm. you could have gone with rainbow bright I think that's a little Whack. I'm not a pony like it's like some my little pony <laughs> shit you're not uh, fucking with that I'm, I'm a holiday I ain't a pony I feel you um so very interesting the way this podcast is taking place. Uh, Extremely. Uh, Miss Christmas is not from Los Angeles. Nope. And we had no relationship prior to, I would say, like last week. Six days ago, approximately. Six days ago. Six yes. days ago. Uh, so 
Um, in the midst of everything that's been going on uh, with Charlemagne, I've gotten a bunch of different opinions on uh, my either um, lack of of sort of addressing the situation, yeah. and also sort of uh, maybe that me or other people in some way were hiding from the situation. Right now. A lot of people have expressed what they felt like I should have said or what they felt like I should have done or how me and uh, other friends of Charlemagne should have reacted to all of this. Some of those uh, opinions were constructive. Mm -hmm. Some of those opinions were trolling. Right. Um, somebody in my DMs and... Shout out to the DMs. I am going to... It goes down in Look the through this DM, through my DMs, and give this sister the credit that she deserves, even if it takes this entire show as I vamp while I'm looking for it. But someone in my DMs sent me an Instagram story that you had done. Yes. And the Instagram story wasn't specifically addressing Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. It was addressing people around him that you felt like, and me and Joe Button touched on this a little bit uh, in last week's episode, that you felt like owed a little bit more to uh, the conversation and well, I think by the that. time you got the story, that's what it was about. Because mm -hmm. it was like a two-day situation right. on my story. The, the sister's name is Nia underscore HD. Yo, shout out to Nia HD. I think she DM'd me, though, and told shout me. Shout out to Nia HD. Yes. I told her, you know what? I didn't even follow her. Now I'm following you, Nia. Shout out to Nia HD. Thank you, Nia. She also has a, a uh, uh, she's a designer, NiaHand.com. So that's not even a paid ad. Go shout out that sister because she sent me some gospel and I wanted to kind of talk to you about it. But go ahead. I was going to say, it was more so like a two-day thing, right? Because you mm -hmm. know your Instagram story after 24 hours, it goes away. Right. So the first day, it was addressing Charlamagne. Right. When I first found out about it, like mm -hmm. I was just chilling, working. Ironically, um, I was sitting at my desk working and I was in the mood for some Angela Rye because I love YouTubing her right. and hearing her read people on mm -hmm. CNN. So I'm like, oh, here, listening, laughing, like, right. oh, she's the shit, right? And then someone sends me, or so I saw someone's Instagram story, one of my friends that was like, fuck Charlamagne. I'm like, what does Charlamagne do now? Mm -hmm. So she sent me the clip and then that's when I addressed that situation. And then the next day when I was waiting for responses, from the usual people who I go to when things happen in the black community, especially when it has to do with women, women's rights, all these things. Um, and I ain't hear nothing. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I started addressing the silence. Right. And you feel like the silence in this case is pernicious because? I, you know, I think it's, there's a lot of layers to it because mm -hmm. when we're talking about, um, it's abuse, right? Rape is abuse, it's sexual abuse, right? When we're talking right. about that, I feel that it's hard because we, we acknowledge that rapists exist, right? That murderers exist, that all these people exist, but these people have families mm -hmm. and they have friends, right? So you hear about the people, but you never hear about their families. You don't ever hear people like right. calling them out. And that's because that's ingrained or woven into rape culture is the silence. And I think that this situation with Charlemagne is really interesting because the silence shows no matter how smart you are, no matter who you are in the world, you know, Van Lathan or his podcast, Amanda Seals, like all these different people who are, have been associated with Charlemagne who pretty much are under fire right now for being silent. It doesn't matter who you are in the world. Someone can be in your, in your backyard who is either accused of rape or a rapist or whatever. And it shows how quickly we're silenced because it's an uncomfortable topic. Right. I think the distinction, okay, and I'll be honest with you. So uh, I said this last week. Um, and uh, I'll say it again, I don't, a, a large portion of this from, from me particularly, and we're gonna talk about sort of, because now most of the information 
on Charlemagne's past case. Right. And all of that stuff like that, it's out. Yeah. And there's not much more that I can say or anyone can say mm -hmm. uh, to people to sway um, what their belief on that is. Right. And so relitigating it now for me is a zero sum game because all the information is out. When but see, we, to me, it's not just so the case. Right. If we're talking about the case from 17 years ago, 15 years ago, sure. whenever it was um, once once they put out that there's DNA, it's ironclad. He didn't sexually abuse that woman. Right. Mm -hmm. That's one situation. I think, and I, I was looking on Twitter, and you see a lot of people, oh, apologize now. Like, this came out, everyone who was saying he was guilty apologized. But I feel like it's also really convenient to just use that one case when there's two other separate instances that are still in question, which well, is his admission. Well, he spoke to them, right? And so, and so, and so for me, and, and so yes, for me, yeah, well, well, no, listen. Let's, okay. do a, let's do it, Van. Come on. No, 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 no. It's, it's, this is what I'm saying. He spoke to them. I'm yes. not on here. I'm not gonna. I'm not sure Charlemagne's lawyer. What I'm gonna say right. is is so. What even in saying that, he's explained mm -hmm. or he's talked about and yes. he's taken responsibility for some of the words and some of the terms and, and the way that he went about those. All of that information is out, right. and people can go kind of look at that information. I mean, right. we if you want to talk about it here, he we can. One, go, you, but you, so it's not about, and I'm I'm not even. It's not a witch hunt, you know. I'm not out here like, oh, I'm here to just solely talk about Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. That that's the vehicle on which I was able to connect with to you. connect with you. And so talk we should about say we should finish that story real quick. So anyway, okay. I saw so the boom. I saw the, yes. the 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 video that she did, and I thought, you know what, she's coming at this in a very cerebral, uh, very. I don't know. It was a constructive way, so right. I reached out to you, and I was like, uh, "We had a conversation." So about he it reached further. out to me. He DM'd me, and he's like, "Hey, please call me." Right. And I'm like, "Okay, like right. what?" I was like, "Please call me," and I put my phone number, and then and I was kind of hesitant at first. Yeah. It was kind of like there was no explanation. There was no like, "Hey, I saw your story. I thought it was dope. Let's talk." It was just like, "Hey, please call me." Right. So just to be honest, my first reaction was to get defensive a little bit. You on said my you end. told me on the phone you thought I was about to threaten you in some way. Yeah, because if if someone, because again, one, remember, I don't know you. Mm hmm. To be honest, I really, I've always seen you on TMZ whenever I catch it, but when you called out Kanye, obviously, I'm like, yes, that's my hero, fucking yeah, yeah, Van Lathan. And that's when I really became familiar sure. with your voice. So I wasn't familiar enough to know what to expect. Well, then I was a trustworthy voice. Right, I didn't know. So mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, he wants to hit me up. I know that you're friends with this person. So mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe, or the people that I was talking about in general, I'm like, maybe he's trying to like... Be like, yo, if you say another motherfucking thing, oh, I'm going to end your yeah, career. Yeah. No, nah, I get you. But no, <laughs> I I, the reason why I reached out is because I think that it's important that we don't run from these conversations. Yes. And I think that it's important. Um, and there have been enough people doing enough finger pointing to where um, I, people have the ability to point some fingers at themselves. Yes. Being me and being some others. And also that we actually have a substantive dialogue that comes out of this. You know what I mean? About how we deal with um, people uh, that have made mistakes like listen when I say make mistakes let me make a distinction here if I find out that you've raped a 15 year old girl I can't fuck with you right okay if I found out that you've described situations from your past lacking a specific amount of um of of sensitivity or that you've maybe engaged in conversations about rape culture in too jovial a way that but gave you see Ben I have a I have a huge problem with that part sure. right because we have to we can't pick and choose when it's convenient to believe what someone is saying right so hmm. 
he said what he said. He was very upfront about the things that he said about the situation, the situation with his wife and then the situation with the other woman who called him to make sure that he was the only one that she slept with, right? Mm. She yes. told him the next morning. But she asked him the next morning. She asked him, right? right. Are you the only person? And then she called him a few days later because I guess his cousin. Mm. By the way, Charlemagne needs new cousins because of him. <laughs> like with the 15-year <laughs> situation and this situation, his cousins are very fucking problematic, it right. seems like. But... She called to make sure because I guess his cousin was lying saying that he slept with her as well. So she mm. called him back to make sure. Mm. I have an issue with that. So I have an issue with someone being able to say what they said as jovial as he said it or as, you know, nonchalantly as he spoke about it. And now your ass is under fire. And then do you understand what it seems like to people that now you come back later and say, oh, I misspoke? It's, no, no, actually, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. That's I, the problem. And once again, listen, and once again, his explanation of all of that is out there. I think that I listened to it. Right, and so it was on his podcast. He had what's his name up there? Uh, had Derek. Derek. Yeah. So, so his explanation of the, of the entire thing is out there. And once again, I don't want to. I think I don't believe, and I don't believe that there was. First of all, let me go back to this. I can't say what I believe because I wasn't there in any of these situations. I can say what I feel and what I can. I appreciate you for saying that because right. a lot of people and when we were on the phone, right. if we could bring this up, I think you said something to the point of I'm confident that I am confident. Right. I'm right. confident. You're that confident he didn't, that right. he didn't do the first right. thing. I'm confident right. that he didn't do. I'm confident. I Like let's say I know him. I'm confident about it. Right. So um, wasn't there. But I would bet my life that these things didn't happen. Mm. That's as confident. That's a, that, that's how confident I am. And that's good. That's I think that that speaks to your loyalty mm-hmm. as a friend, right? But I think that um, just in this conversation, and we talked about it on the phone, like what our intentions are, right? On this podcast today is not to just talk about. It's not just about Charlemagne. Like yeah. again, Charlemagne's the vehicle in which we were able to connect. But it's a bigger conversation of how friendship and loyalty can also help perpetuate. Like we see it in families all the time, where an uncle is able to fucking molest within a family structure for like 20, 25 years. Because the grandmama is helping. And then he's molested like three generations and no one ever says anything. You know, for various reasons. It could be um, obviously shame, um, just denial, not being able to to say that. And I think it speaks to once that happens, like, and I'm going to be transparent, I was in an abusive relationship, right? Mm -hmm. In a physically abusive relationship. And for me, what that did to me was it made me not trust myself, right? Because it's like, damn, I, I was one of those people like that. You know, you see this shit on TV, like, mm, that would never be me. Sure. And then long, long and behold, it, it was me. You. So that became a trust issue that I had with myself. Like, I looked at this person. I trusted this person. I valued him. I loved him. Yet here he was doing these things to me. And here I was allowing it, right? This is the person that I chose. But as I done have done the work on myself, I, I realized and took a, accountability for the fact that I attracted for whatever reason, this is what I number one allowed and also attracted, and I that allowed. You attracted. Attracted. I believe in manifestation. My sister, you are not responsible for. I, like, no. I, like, no. No. All let right, me, go like, ahead. Like, no, no, I'm no, explain. No. No. I, I get. No. 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 Yeah. Let me. Because everything is attraction. Okay. Well, law of attraction is the law. But you don't know whether he's a wolf or a sheep until you've been long enough. Okay. You, you, you yeah, know what I mean? For sure. But I think. Um, and and my saying I took accountability for what I sure. attracted. It's every we're magnets, right? We mm-hmm. we attract certain things for certain reasons. Now I'm able to understand why that happened. And I, I believe that things don't happen to you, they happen for you, right? Mm-hmm. So that I was in that situation, it was unfortunate. There's trauma that I've dealt with that I still deal with. I'm I'm in therapy right now, I'm able to work through it. Mm-hmm. But now I have a, a vaster 
just picture of who I was at that time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't love myself. What do you feel about yourself at that time made you attract someone who was abusive? I was 18. I was young. You know, mm -hmm. this whole... Um, just you see like women wanting to chase the bad guy or oh, you, you know feel like so they so you feel like there was a specific way that he was do you f it, yeah it was like the chase like the cat the cat and mm -hmm. mouse thing like, we went to college together mm -hmm. he was in a fraternity um you know there was other girls and stuff around so for me it just became um trying to capture that like okay i'm gonna make this guy a good guy like i, I love this guy i want There's this guy i'm gonna make from, him stop from all of those things yes. from him being a little bit out there and actually becoming abusive but, i know yeah, a lot of guys a, that fit the, that category that then don't yeah but then abusers. that then it then you know you stay with the person and things start to come out and yeah. i feel like um we have to to shift the way that we look at abuse and uh, like rape anything it's not someone just standing in the background with a hooded mask on who comes out to attack it's mm -hmm. usually people that we trust right. and we love and i think that the hard part and I'm grateful to have under to understand the word empathy and in my situation is what has helped me begin to heal is to be empathetic and that's not forgiving someone or forgiving them not accepting their bullshit not saying that it's okay but looking at the full picture uh -huh. like for someone to even abuse you to begin with there's already something going on with that person that has nothing to do with you before you even came in the picture sure. but I think that there's certain people that come into your life and they can bring that out of you it's already existent so when you said before there's nothing that i could have done to be able to i didn't deserve it that's no what, that's what i deserve I, I, it is what i meant yeah i know that for a sure. fact i didn't deserve it but for whatever reason i attracted this person into my life mm -hmm. and i had a child with this person you know mm -hmm. so that, that makes it more oh excuse me that makes it more complicated and difficult because it's not just something i can say this happened in my past fuck that shit i'm gonna walk away because now i have to raise a child with this person right so how did you and him and we'll relate this back to the larger conversation. Yeah. How did you and him get to a point to where you could co-parent and uh, move forward? It took a lot. It took a lot. It took, um, I dated someone else. You mm -hmm. know, I was in love. It was a healthy relationship that ended. Um, I was like a serial dater right after that situation. Mm -hmm. Just not, I guess, not wanting to be with myself. Yeah. And then just actually taking the time to be single and really just identify like, yo, how did we get here? How do we get to this place? Um, and just being able to, like I said, write. I write a lot. I write in my journal. I read a lot. I talk a lot to my friends. I just have like different, you know, people around me who are good people. And I finally just went and got a, a, a therapist mm -hmm. who really helped me to get to the root of my issue. Mm -hmm. So I stopped putting the blame on him because mm -hmm. that's that's a slippery slope too. When you play the blame game mm -hmm. and you start to just point fingers at the other person and you did this and you did that and X, Y, Z instead of I allowed this mm -hmm. and I allowed that and X, Y, Z and why did I allow that? So when I shifted that energy for myself and I just dug within myself I was able to heal right. and then I was able to come back to the table and figure out what kind of life do I want for my child and even honestly me being on this podcast and even saying that took a lot because for the longest time I've I've talked about the fact that I've been in an abusive relationship maybe for the past like five six years mm -hmm. online but I've never said who right because it was always like I don't want to attach it to this person because right. I have to raise a child with this person and I also don't want my child to know because once you record something it's out there forever. Right. But recently I, I was open enough and I told my son, because my son, he's really smart. Shout out to Justin. Um, mm -hmm. He's eight years old. He's just emotionally just a mature eight-year-old. Right. And he just always was inquisitive, like, why, mommy? Why, mommy? Why? And certain things came up that he came and told me and I finally just like told him and he was just like shocked and it hurt me to have to say something, you know, to have to mm -hmm. tell him that. 
but it's also letting him know that that is a reality right. that there's people out here doing that that there's men out here and it's not just obviously women who suffer men suffer from abuse women are physically violent as well so i just want to make sure that do you we feel like that. your your son's father in any way has redeemed himself in your eyes you know what i would say is this since the day that i walked away he's never missed out on anything with his child Mm-hmm. No matter what disagreements a, we have as a, as a man, father. As a man, though. Um, and I'll tell you why I'm asking you that. I would say, and I don't want to tell too much of his business, you know, because yeah, yeah, it's my yeah, business, too. And yeah. I had to realize, like, me not talking about it is not doing anyone mm-hmm. any kind of service because I've forgiven him to a certain extent. But I think for me, just the fact that him keeping up with his son, because mm-hmm. some people are just like, fuck you. You don't want to be with me? Then mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with none of this shit. He mm-hmm. never did that. So I respect that. And recently, just him letting me know that he's getting therapy. Mm-hmm. That to me... Is, is, is this He's starting the road towards that. Yeah. So to being I, a healthier... Yeah, healthier but person. as far as like... and <sighs> I even brought up the Charlemagne thing to him and like his first response to it just really like triggered me and aggravated right. me because it was something that an automatic defense like defense to something that you know nothing about yeah i something else that i learned is um there are uh, a great many female voices that um intelligent with it sisters yes. that um that i talked to that counseled me on different things and they brought this up and for some of them um my first uh, reaction was to be defensive and I didn't realize how, kind of in their lives how different situations they had been in um, triggered them yes. and how that was a little off-putting because uh, when you believe in someone or you feel like you have certain information or something like that uh, and you see that being assailed it causes you to lose the sensitivity um, and the mentality that you pride yourself on having when things get personal. Right. The reason why I asked you that question about uh, your 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 son's dad is because I think that when we look at past cultures right. um, and the way things have evolved now, there are a couple different categories that we can put ourselves in as guys. We can put ourselves in a category of dudes who've always been sort of nice guys for whatever reason. Uh, we never engaged into um, any... I guess I would say dangerous or uh, suppressive or um, um, a- a- exploitive behavior towards women. Then there are other guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are other guys who, uh, for some reason, that's the way they've always been. Mm-hmm. And they had, I-, I know guys that grew up in the neighborhood, some dudes that were homies that just never seemed to have uh, a sense of respect for women that ever really was uh, enough to stop them from doing stupid things right and then there are other dudes who um for whatever reason succumb to the culture of the day and now are older men Mm -hmm. um and the reason why i ask about redemption is because is is because is there any sort of redemption or any sort of future in uh, today's culture for those guys, for the right. guys that go, yo, I the way up. we treated women, not even one specific issue. I'm mm-hmm. talking about a whole bunch of issues. Yeah. I'm talking about their things that went on. Like a mindset. Right. Period. The way we treated women was terrible. The way we looked at women, the way we objectified women, uh, the way we sometimes pass women around, mm-hmm. uh, the demands that we made on women. Right. Like, Girl comes into a hotel room. I've been to hotel rooms before where girl comes in the room to fuck one guy. 
or have sex with one guy and a guy goes, yo, you know, you got to do the whole crew and all kinds of stuff right. like that. Like those guys and that's never been me because to be honest with you, I didn't have it like that. But like, um, have it like what? Like I wasn't the guy that like you had to be the alpha male to even right. have something like that. Right. Rock. I just never, I just never tried that. That, that. that wasn't my thing. But are those guys done forever? Because a so, lot of these things are functions of culture. Of course. How do you redeem everything. yourself? Everything is programming, programming right. and deprogramming. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to say that I have the answer to that, but I will say that my whole flight here, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that because, again, with the situation that I'm in, having to or choosing to have empathy is the only way that I was able to continue to move forward and not just say, like, okay, I'm taking mm-hmm. our towel and you're never going to see us again type thing. Mm-hmm. Um because to me, I don't know, it just wasn't fair. I think I, I was a, for me, I was able to separate my relationship from my son's relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But I think that in order for us to talk about redemption, first there has to be acknowledgement and accountability from those men. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, you know, certain people aren't aren't able to even speak up. We don't live in a society, um, to your point, where someone can say, "Hey, I raped someone." Oh, oops. My bad, I raped someone, I was wrong. How can we move forward? People spend a lot of time and money and energy denying certain allegations because it's a, it's a dead end. Like if you admit that you've done something, you're cut off. It's a wrap for you. Right. So I think that we need to, and maybe we can spend some time right now well, if talking you, about if you'd solutions. Actually, even if you'd, if you'd actually rape someone, the first thing you'd have to do is pay for your crime. Right. So I think a lot of, I think a lot of guys, if you actually have raped somebody, participating in, listen, and I'm going to make a distinction here that might get me in trouble. Participating, oh, no, I'm serious. Participating in rape culture hmm. um, and having been an asshole is horrible. Actually having forcibly taken a woman's body to me is a different step. I know, well, see, rape isn't just forcibly. I get it. But like what, I'm, not, what I'm saying is if I, I, I get it. But what I'm saying is if you if if you if you had done things, if you fuck someone who's incoherent, that's rape, though. Right. Like, so if, if you've done that. To me, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta pay for that. Like go to jail. Yeah. Mm. Like you like if if that can be proven, the first thing you have to do is you have to give up a part of your freedom and a part of what you've built and a part of where you have to. So you said, hold on, that if that, if that can be proven, right? Sure. And I just want to stop you right there. It's really hard to prove unless women start walking around with dash cams. Mm-hmm. How the fuck are we supposed to prove that? Like, even me, with the situation I just brought up. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because I was talking to one of my best friends yesterday. I was in the nail salon. Right. And we're talking, and she's just like, you know, Chris, something's been bothering me. Like, I kind of want to bring it up to you. And she said that she's friends with a girl that knows the the her best friend, the, my friend, she's friends with someone. Yeah. That person is friends with someone who my son's father is in a fraternity with. Mm-hmm. And since I, bring, I talk about this on social media, like I said, but I never said who it was exactly. Um, the girl was like, you know, and my best friend said that he's not capable of that kind of behavior. So I don't believe Chris. Mm-hmm. So you have someone who's not even in the situation, doesn't even know this person personally, but who's has a very strong opinion that I'm lying, right? Mm-hmm. When my best friend in college was there for certain things. Like, she was a person who I would call and cry to. So you're not being to. believed. I'm not being... So now you have two people. It's really interesting. You have two women who are sitting across from each other, like you and I talking, mm-hmm. and this person doesn't believe what Chris is saying because someone else told them that that person isn't capable. Yeah. And I'm bringing that up to say, obviously he's capable because he did it. Right. You know, this whole um, narrative that, 
oh, every time a woman comes out with something, an allegation, it's to bring a, a strong, rich black man down. I was in college. Right. We both ain't have shit. Right. To this day, I don't get shit from him. I get a minimal amount of child support. You know, I still have to work. I still, I'm right. not sitting home retired off of some child support shit. So what is the reason why I would have to lie, right? And I think that mm. we need to start to really talk about this. Why is it easy? It's easy for people to blame a woman and just say she's lying without any kind of evidence. Right. She wants clout. She's lying. She's salty. You know, all of these different things than being able to be like, oh, shit, I'm friends with somebody who was abusive towards women. All right. Why is that? Right. Well, for me, I'm a, so there is a there is a there's a gray area there. And the, the, the gray area there is this. There was a there's a, been a time in society for a long time, long time where women would come out, they would uh, they would say things, they weren't believed, they weren't taken seriously, no one listened to them, okay? And we have decades upon decades, really hundreds of years, of men doing whatever they, whatever they want to women, and uh, the, women's, the women's cries not being listened to. Right. Um, I think that what we have to do is get to a point to where that's gone, to where a woman comes forth, makes a claim, makes an accusation, says even that there's a culture that exists in an office place, doesn't even necessarily has to be directly, just a culture that exists in an office place, and it's all taken seriously. However, if we're going to actually legally and professionally ostracize someone, you gotta have proof. Right, so, so tell so, me how. How do you have proof? How do you have proof? How do you, how do you if someone says... Um, you don't think, let I, me ask you a question, do you think that that's fair? I mean, yes, in certain situations, but if we really think about how rape works, if we have a situation where someone puts a drink, puts a pill in someone's drink and now, you know, they're blacked out or whatever and they have sex with them, mm -hmm. how can that person prove if the person says, oh, no, we both got drunk together. Mm -hmm. We both did this together. Unless she knew beforehand that something like that was going to happen because obviously for her to even be in a hotel room or whatever alone with this person, there was some kind of trust there mm -hmm. to begin with. Tell me how that woman's supposed to prove it. So then I'll ask you, what do you do? She says that it, she says that it happened. Right. He goes off to jail. It, that's and that's the problem. No, I'm, I'm, no I'm, I don't. I don't I'm not, listen. I'm not. I'm, listen. I don't know. I'm, I'm not caping on 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 behalf. This is this is. I'm so happy to be having this conversation. Same. Because this is what we're talking about. Right. Like it's so, hard. It's a hard conversation. So because they're they're like there are other situations to where, you know, is does does. Are there situations where people guys are innocent of these? Of crimes? course. So then, you know what I mean. Of I mean, course. And, they're, and I'm they're minimal. Right. Most times, I, listen. If you can hear the sound of my voice, understand this. Most times, where a woman comes out and alleges that something improper has happened, most of the time, it has happened. Until that, the woman is alleging that someone powerful and rich has done it. And then the, the conversation becomes she's just trying to take him down for money or for clout. You think that's... A, Absolutely. I every mean, time. But we've seen, time. we've seen there's a graveyard of powerful and rich men this last right. six to eight months, two years that, have, that, are, that are gone. They're out of here because of women that have... There's a, a bunch of guys. Because of women who have lied? No, not because, because of women have lied. Because of women that have spoken up and these guys are gone. And how long did it take for that to happen? The, 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 that's the situation that we're talking about right. now though, right? But so that's like, we're talking about, like for me, when I think mm -hmm. about that, you know, the, the obvious person who comes to mind is Bill Cosby, right? Yeah. The man's been doing shit for like 30, 40 years. Right. You feel me? And now all of a sudden he's 80 and blind or however the fuck old he is and everyone, pe not everyone, mm -hmm. but there's a large amount of people who are like, 
You're just trying to fuck up his legacy. There were people that said that. And I'm and I'm not trying to deny that that goes on, especially right. when you have a, a black man in power mm -hmm. who has who had the power that Bill Cosby had. Yeah. But my advice too is how about let's not fucking rape people at any point so that when you are in a position of power where you can acquire a network or whatever, mm -hmm. no one can bring these skeletons up. Right. I get it. So what, what I'm saying is even with Bill Cosby, right? So, number one, two things. Number one, I had heard vaguely about the Bill Cosby case from, like, the mid-2000s back in the day whenever he settled it. Vaguely, I had heard about it. When Hamble Birds brought it back up, mm -hmm. like, there were a lot of women who came forth to tell stories that we had never heard before. Right. And the M.O. on Bill Cosby was so up and down from all of these ladies right. with the, the sheer amount of accusers, mm -hmm. it would have had to have been a major conspiracy right. on a grassy knoll JFK right. level right. for these things not to have been true. And some of those women had money. Not everyone was like, you know, this right. whole you have profile Beverly that people try to create. Yeah. Like, oh, she's a, a poor whatever, whatever, who's right. just trying to come up. Some of these people already had notoriety. Yeah, a lot of them right. did. And, exactly. then, and so, and, and, and the same goes for Harvey Weinstein, the same goes for, for Kevin Spacey, the same goes for a lot of these guys that, that obvious, obviously throughout the years have had, um, you know, issues with, uh, with, with dealing with women or dealing with people in sexual situations because Kevin Spacey obviously is, is, uh, is gay. But what I'm saying is in, in cases like that where you don't have such overwhelming evidence, can we look at the facts and say, did this actually occur? Is that is that is that as a man? Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. I don't think as a man or a woman or anyone I don't think you're wrong, but it just gets problematic because again, it's like how do we how like for me? I came out and I spoke about something, and I already know my phone probably gonna be ringing off the hook because I said what I said, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna just say this: I said what I said. I have no reason to lie. My, by the way, that's my favorite phrase. You gotta hit them like this. Yo, I said what I, I said. I said what I said. Peace. And for anyone, and let me just. For anyone who has an issue with what I said or who has questions about what I said and who has a personal relationship with either of us, mm -hmm. give me a call. Give that person a call. Ask the questions. I think a lot of times I'm just going off on a tangent. People are afraid to ask the questions because it's uncomfortable. Yes. You know, of course. dude, did you do X, Y, Z to this person? Because this is what I heard. Mm -hmm. And we have to also understand that who the fuck is going to admit yeah, bruh, I choked the shit out of her till she passed out. I actually talked to I had a Who's gonna admit that? I had a conversation with a guy who did. And he admitted it to you? One of the roughest conversations I ever had before in my life. And was it rough for him to admit it? And I'm and I'm curious nah, my, as to nah. what work he had to do to admit that. No. Or he just it, didn't give a no. fuck. No. He was like, Yeah. I was like, Bro, I, and my my answer back to him, I will never forget this moment. My answer back to him wasn't even I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, man, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I remember getting off the phone being like, what do I do now? Right. And what did you do? Uh, I got to be honest with you, not much. And that, and herein, folks, lies the problem. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, I'm being honest with you. And I'm not, and I'm, and like, I appreciate like, the like honesty. Not, not much. Like, it, it was like, I heard that he had put his hands on his girl. And I was like, nah, I hit him up. I was like, yo, did you? And he's like, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, and I like... I was maybe 24 and like, nah, I'll, I didn't do very much. When I say I didn't do very much, I meant what I, what I, what I told him was like, I said, yo, that's foul, that's wrong, blah, 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 blah. And then, but as far as the, the things that would have deterred him 
from thinking that a person like that was okay to mm-hmm. be kind of around us. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't in my crew, in my crew. He was just like kind of one of the one of our satellite homies right. that we fuck with. Uh, I didn't go far enough. Right. So, and, but know. my question is why? And I think that's where we have to spend time with why why don't men and i again i acknowledge that women do fucked up shit too Mm -hmm. but just for the conversation that we're having what is what makes it difficult for men to hold their homies accountable whether they're satellite homies or not to say oh you did that i don't fuck with you well i think i think what in that particular case i really didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. like it that's valid in that particular case i like i'm like yo Yo, do I fight this nigga now? Like, and when they're only, I'm serious because I was thinking to myself because we were, we had just come back from Galveston and like everybody, and I heard all of this shit. I'm like, nah, not my, not my dog. I, I really didn't know what to do. I didn't really know what the appropriate, you know, I'm definitely not going to the police. Right. Like, that's not in our right. culture in right. Baton Rouge. So right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I didn't really know what to do. But for some reason, what I had heard made me call him up and ask him if that actually had happened. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you because a lot um, of people don't do that. But like, I didn't really do very much. And that's that. And so for me, as a person who at one point was a victim, right? That shit, when I tell you that shit is hurtful and that shit, and I'm going to be honest about a situation. I was in a situation with that person. I was pregnant and he did something to me in front of a friend. And that friend's still friends with him. Hmm. A female And you're, you're probably watching You're listening I love you You know what I'm saying I love you Again empathy That's like my favorite mm-hmm. Empathy is always What draws me back To just try not to Take things personally Because everything Isn't about me mm-hmm. You know I can't take Every single thing personally But it's hurtful yeah. And it makes you almost Not be able to Fuck with people You know to a certain degree Because it's like Y'all know That I was going Through this shit And where was everybody And I And I have to make a parallel and I do I say this all the time being in an abusive relationship is equivalent to like being drunk right you know when they do that like drunk goggles test they come to your high school like this is what it's like to drive drunk and you put these goggles on and you can't see shit yeah. it's the same thing when you're in a relationship like that your you your awareness you know you can't see clearly and you need people to help you to pull you out of that people are always like, oh you're dumb as hell for staying in that how do you think women are able to stay in relationships for this long because hmm. It's, it's about not having enough strength and enough clarity to be able to get out of it. You don't even, I didn't even understand the gravity of what, how deep I was in that shit until years after I was out. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there will even be situations now, like when I'm dating someone and they touch me in a certain way, like too aggressively or pull me and I get like yeah, it messes you a up. little bit frazzled. Like, yeah. and ah <laughs> uh, man, I was handcuffed one time recently. <laughs> You know, on some like, really? <laughs> and I thought it was gonna be, you know, you thought a it was cute gonna be situation. dope, like yeah. No, now nah, you weren't. I broke with down it. in tears, mm. right? And now that person's looking at me like apologizing. Yo, yeah, I'm like, like, yo, in that situation, you, you definitely don't want to go too far, right? It's yeah. not true, but, but I was open with him, and I'm open with everyone about the type of situation that I, that I've been in. But mm-hmm. I think that people need to understand. It's not like, oh, you walk away from an abusive relationship and it's over. Yeah. And like, again, imagine if today was the first day I ever decided to have enough courage to speak up about it. Yeah. You know what it would have been? Why she wait this long yeah. to talk about it? And that's, that's another, that, yeah, that's that, a, that's that a whole different bothers thing. me. Yeah. Like, and I think, and you saw my story that day, right? So what I was yeah. doing is, as I'm talking about this whole situation with Charlemagne and the, the figures that we look up to who are noticeably silent around mm-hmm. it, and and I'll speak to that in a second. 
But what I was doing was one time, as soon as I posted it at one time, someone had DM me and told me their rape story, right? Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, whited out their name. And for every time I posted another person's story, another person came out. Mm -hmm. And that just goes to show when one person has enough courage to speak up about something, it really empowers someone else because you're like, yo, I went through that same shit. So I don't think it's a, sometimes it could be like you were saying before, maybe with Bill Cosby, it could have been like this massive conspiracy to like dethrone him or whatever the case. But also we have to understand speaking our truth enables it allows other people to speak their truth and a lot of times people are like yo one girl was like yo i thought i was the only one i wasn't even sure if i should call it rape because i woke up and i was sore mm -hmm. and i smelled like a condom right. and i never consented to having sex and this person said that she's the i'm the first person that she told in 20 years right. that that happened to her yeah. just because i decided to speak about this topic so i think that men and people in general need to understand that nine times out of ten when you're in a room there's probably someone in there who has been through rape, you know, to some degree, whether they were the perpetrator mm -hmm. or whether they were the victim the first or, or domestic of violence, whatever. The first person to ever tell me their rape story was the woman who gave me life. Mm. And and so for me, it is not is it, not. I, I. I. I understand. I don't understand. I empathize with people who feel like for whatever reasons that because there is a component to this that some women don't tell their stories because they feel like telling their story would subject them to further danger and violence. Right. They're in situations and communities where if they come out and they say these things, they could be hurt further and be hurt worse. Absolutely. Um, I, I think Which is why sometimes women will lie and say that they weren't raped. Mm -hmm. Whatever papers I got to sign, I'm going to sign these shits because I don't want my name attached to this. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be on the blogs. I don't even though like that's another topic. Right. Certain blogs aren't covering certain things for whatever reason. Shit yeah. that they will usually cover is quiet out here. Crickets for that. Right. But some people rather just lie and say, you know what? Nah, that's not true. And it gives people. Yes, you're protecting yourself, mm -hmm. but you're also hurting other people women who are standing up, people who are saying like this happened to me, now they're flailing in the wind by themselves right. when there's a whole slew of other people who went through it as well. A quick break on the discussion real quick. Let's get to our sponsors today. When the legendary rapper Prodigy died last year after being hospitalized for sickle cell anemia, his friends and fans were shocked. Now a new podcast called The Realness from WNYC Studios takes you inside Prodigy's life and music. Using never-before-heard audio tape, The Realness will introduce you to the person behind the rhymes that hit years of excruciating pain. His brother was going through a lot, man. Prodigy, one of our greats. God rest the dead. Along the way, The Realness will talk with the Queens-based doctor who treated Prodigy and brought sickle cell out of the shadows, the rap legends who knew him, and the activists who wonder if Prodigy may have died needlessly. The Realness is a podcast that goes beyond Prodigy's music to reveal his lifelong struggle against his own body and how that struggle informed his lyrics and fueled his success. Listen and subscribe to The Realness wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at therealness.org. That's therealness.org. Rest in peace to Prodigy. With, with everything that we're discussing and with the, the situation and the vulnerability that we know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna say women, but I'm also gonna say specifically our sisters because- Protect our sisters, um, right? Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Neil Wilson. Does, does um, yeah, for sure. Um, wow. 
man. But is are we living? Do we have to go through? Uh, 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 I'm gonna ask you straight up. Ask do, me. Do we need to go through a period in society where an accusation equals a conviction in the court of public opinion? Is because I saw I saw a woman once tweet, and I can't remember her name now. I'm gonna ask you what you think. That about point this tweet. was aggressive, man. <laughs> I saw a woman once tweet. I saw her tweet. She said, "If there are certain guys, innocent guys, mm-hmm. that have to uh, um, lose their careers." That have to be sacrificed for the greater good of the Me Too, Times Up, uh, women's movement. If certain innocent guys have to go down mm-hmm. um, so that we can destroy that, then she was okay with that. Do I mean, you? What, what do you think? Because I'm asking that's, you. Because that's we're, problematic. Well, no, I'm asking you because if that if that's the case, then I'm, 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 the only reason why I'm asking the question is, listen, I, I'm. <laughs> I know what kind of man I am, mm-hmm. so I don't anticipate being in a situation right. where anyone can make that accusation. Right. Everybody says that until it's them, but I, I'm just not. I haven't been in that in those type of situations mm-hmm. in my life. But I'm, I'm saying what it seems like is that we're talking about a situation to where someone says something, they're automatically believed, and this is whatever. Nah, but we're also talking about a situation where someone admitted. Had made an admission and then reneged on what they to, said. You come back to I'm just saying because yeah. we it's all on the table right now. Sure. That's also what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't think it's right for someone to be falsely accused. And even like I said, back to Charlemagne with the situation, DNA exonerated you, whatever. Um, but the way I look at him, I look at I'm a context person. I think we all should be. Mm-hmm. We have to look at shit in context. Mm-hmm. So one thing, okay, maybe not. Two things. That's weird. Three situations, then a fourth situation. We're talking about domestic violence, and then other situations. I think we have to, we start to create a profile. Right. And I'm not saying like, and I, I also don't agree with this whole like cancel this whole person, you know? Because I think that for me, with Charlemagne and with other people, it's, it's an opportunity to to have a bigger platform to talk about things more honestly mm-hmm. and more vulnerably. And that's not for me to say who's to be canceled and who's not to be sure. canceled, right? Because if if someone, I can't imagine being some a woman who was raped mm-hmm. and just casually listening to this podcast and hearing this hearing shit. That, yeah, thousands of people, maybe millions of people at this point because it went viral. You yeah. know how they feel. So it's not right. for me to decide who's canceled or who's not canceled. But, and I don't know if your point, which is saying maybe there should be a time where people just have to go down for some shit that they no, didn't I'm, do. I'm, I'm asking because the reason why I'm asking is because e- even the, the, the conversations that we're having about those two specific, specific things, right? Were, those conversations were being had in the context, first of all, not deathly, not nimbly at all, in the context of, yo, this is what rape culture is. And I told you a story where there's a very, very talented um, U.S. district attorney right now. Her name is Lauren Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were all on a group chat, uh, a Gmail chat. My mm-hmm. brother went to law school with her. And about 2007 to 2008, she introduced the term rape culture to me. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this yeah. over the phone. And I laughed when I heard that. Mm-hmm. I laughed because my uh, idea of rape at that time was very binary. It was very here or there, either or, right? This was what rape was, this is right. what, what, what rape wasn't. I didn't, I couldn't envision that there was a whole culture uh, right. surrounding rape that put women in these positions. Yes, so, and, and some men. Right, and women and men in mm-hmm. these positions, put people in these positions. Yes. Um, and so when I saw this video, and I remember the video right now, 
about women described being catcalled and women described being all of this. Remember, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to where a girl walking down the street, you see her, yo, what's up, Red Bone? Mm-hmm. Yo, 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 what's Red. What's what, your Red? Hey, thicky thick, turn around, you know what I'm saying? And all of those things, it didn't, it, it, that just kind of the way, that's the way things were then. Programming. Right. And so um, hearing that that was wrong. Right. My first, my initial reaction was, come on, man. Right. That ain't, we know who the rapists are. Like, that ain't rape. And so when, in the conversation that was being had on the podcast, and the reason why I think sometimes those things, they were describing situations to where they were, he was describing, or him and Andrew were describing in a much longer conversation situations that, um, looking back on it, weren't right. Right. And looking back on it, weren't right. But at the time, they didn't have any clue. Because remember, if he's talking to his wife, he goes like, the first time we had sex, you were drunk and I was drunk. Is that rape? And you're asking these questions because by the current rules... But the first time that story was told, it was only stated that one person was incoherent. Okay. Yeah, like... So I think... So just mm-hmm. this... I don't want to gloss over anything, right? I'm not glossing over anything. No, no, anything. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there just in case you might have wanted to. Um, I think... <laughs> I think that, um, you know, it's very fucking convenient to come after the fact to say, oh, no, BTW, I was drunk, too. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what the fuck you said. Mm -hmm. You said that she was blacked out and you got the pussy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I'm I'm personally just having a hard time just accepting the stories that came after. And even for the wife to call up and, you know, the question, hey, hey, did I rape you? On, on the radio, you know, just as cavalierly as the other podcast, which was a problematic tone to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then just because she doesn't want to call it rape doesn't mean it's not rape. And again, back to my Instagram story. Mm-hmm. If you and I are friends, which we're friends now, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, shit, I know Chris is poor. You know, she came to my house. $500 went missing from my wallet. But I'm OK because I understand her situation. Mm-hmm. I'm still a fucking thief. That's I still stole true. some shit. If I kill your dog. And you understand because whatever reason and whatever the reason is why people kill dogs, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you forgive me. I still killed a dog. Right. So I think people and, and this girl was in my DM. I don't know her name, so I'm not going to call it out because she annoyed the fuck out of me. But she was upset because she's like, if she's not calling it rape, who are you to call it rape? Um, a person with a brain who understands the definition of rape. And mm-hmm. I think the problem is because people aren't clear about the definition of rape. There's many men, and that's why anyone listening to this, if you're not clear on what rape is, mm-hmm. after you listen to this, you need to Google it right now and be super clear on what it is. Because just because Charlemagne maybe at that time in his life wasn't clear about what rape was, maybe if he knew it was rape, he wouldn't have done it, doesn't mean that it wasn't rape. Right, well, listen, that, once again, those things I can't speak to. I Like, I know, in one situation, I know everybody involved. Um, yeah. But in right. the, in other situations, you know, I I, I don't. Right. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if 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 attempting to talk about these things yes. means, uh, if attempting to talk about these things means that the those conversations get weaponized against you, mm. which once again, yes, that's the that's the risk. Sometimes they will because sometimes you need to be brought to bear for things that you did, without a doubt. If attempting to talk about these things means that those that 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 they'll be weaponized against you how do we talk about them right i think people need to to stand up to their shit mm-hmm. i did this shit and you take what comes Word. you take what comes if you did some fucked up shit you got to take it just like and to bring it back 
because I feel like there's certain things that we talked about that we didn't really touch on here. There's two things I want to talk about. And really quickly, I want to talk about Amanda Seals, Angela Rye, like all these people that people were bringing up. Like, you know, why were they so quiet? Unbelievably and intelligent, smart. So smart. People who I, I can't. When some, when some shit goes down, if it has to do with Trump or whoever, I'm like, what Angela said. Because mm-hmm. I want to hear it because right. I'm clapping. I cheer for her. Right. I love her. Um, Amanda Seals the same thing if I want a comedic twist a smart yet comedic twist on Mm -hmm. something and I can't sometimes I can't wait to hear what she has to say about something so I empathize in that I I can imagine what it feels like to have a friend who is you know up against these allegations or has admitted to certain things or who has has misspoke whatever we want to call it now Um, that could be uncomfortable right so I Mm -hmm. empathize with that but I think that um a lot of people were disappointed and I think rightfully so you know if you and I don't think that anyone should be you should bash your friend. Mm-hmm. If your friend did some fucked up shit, but that's your friend, I think you do owe it to your friend to have a private conversation. But I think to say nothing about it, even if it's just a simple like, listen, I'm not like how you say, I wasn't there. I'm not here to judge. Obviously, who's going to be there when someone gets raped? But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm not here to judge. But my friend said something that's problematic. Mm-hmm. And I do have a problem with how, how it sounds. I'm, I have the same kind of ears that you guys have. I heard what you guys heard. But when we start to defend and say certain things like, I don't have all the facts. Well, if that's the case, don't talk about shit because you don't have facts about other things as well. But you do have the facts in those cases. Some, because, some because, because, because like As far as what? So, uh, okay, so if, if you're talking about something that Donald Trump said, Yo, no, he but, said it. Okay. If you're talking about... If you're talking but about, Charlemagne said what he said. I, I know, but if you're talking about... She's, I think, uh, I think she was, and you, if you're talking about Who's Amanda, she? Amanda, okay. I think Amanda was speaking specifically to the issue of the, 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 the 15 year old girl. Right, right. And that's a lot of people conveniently are speaking specifically to that because then you have the whole DNA thing and that gets tossed out. Well, I mean, but hold on. Mm-hmm. My issue is though. Again, and this is not me coming for people because these are people who I admire and respect. However, mm-hmm. I do believe that we have a responsibility to each other. Like just because you're black and I'm black and you say something doesn't mean I can't speak out against you because I'm a traitor or, you know, a mm-hmm. hater or whatever. And I think that's a whole nother layer to this that sometimes people don't want to like speak out against certain people because they're afraid of what will come back. I don't think that Amanda or Angela has anything like that. I think I'm that not, I'm not saying specifically right. to them though. I know I think that I think that there's two things going on. Number one, they don't think that he did it right. and they don't think that he is a dangerous people to person, person to women right. and they're entitled to, to feel that way okay and then number two when I heard a lot of people say well y'all y- y- y'all talk on about everything else y'all didn't talk about this right. Kanye West is standing in front of me he says something right. I react to what he said Yes, this situation if we're just being intellectual about it, has a lot more angles, mm. and it it it's 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 both a legal situation. It's a situation of things that people said that they t- they say that they meet, met them in a different way, and all of this. So it's not exactly the same thing. Let me ask you a question. Let's mm-hmm. bring another player into this. Let's talk about R. Kelly real quick, right? Okay. So R. Kelly married Aaliyah when she was what 14, 15? Which we know. Which we knew. We've been known. Yeah. We've been known that, right? Right. Yet and still, just now this year, we're talking about mute R. Kelly. Yeah, well, just now this year, I, I just think, but it's interesting to, to think about what our attitudes would have been towards a lot of people, right? Had they still been around, it's interesting to think what our attitudes would have been towards Michael Jackson. It's interesting to I think mean, what our attitudes would have been. No, I'm asking. Don't I'm, bring I'm, Michael into. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm saying it's interesting <laughs> to see what our attitudes would have been towards a lot of people. And when you talk about mute, mute R. Kelly, R. Kelly is a guy 
from a video with, that I saw, mm-hmm. and then knowing that he had he, he had dated. There's a there's right, a way that you can make. But then we have a, someone who who got on a on a podcast and admitted to something, but then came afterwards and said and, he said it wrong. And, but I mean, listen, that's I'm pro- not, uh, we keep getting back to this. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, was that consensual? <laughs> I mean, to touch your right, 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 no, no. I get it. But what I'm saying is, it, it, in in whatever, like I said, whatever you guys believe about what happened with that that information. Who's is you out. guys? Anyone who's a key who can hear my voice. Huh. Uh, so whatever that, all that information is out there, you can accept it or you can say, nah, it's still bullshit and we, we can move on. But yeah. what I'm saying is specifically to when um, if someone says when I, I haven't spoken publicly yeah. on like Bill Cosby. Right. Right. The reason why I haven't spoken Bill, publicly on Bill Cosby is because it's all pretty much right there. Right. And I, like I've said, I have I've spoken to on the show. Right. When we cover Bill Cosby's right. on the show, I'm like, yo. Bill Cosby's fucked up. Like, right. like all of this shit is fucked up. So for me, I'm I'm saying that there are there is some specificity to this exact situation, and as it regards to people that know him, it wasn't just like everyone sat around like, "Yo, we're not gonna say we're not, nothing. We're right. not gonna do nothing. We're not gonna do anything." Number one, if, but do you understand how so people who don't know you guys personally, right, mm-hmm. who are just you know, on Instagram, you're going to your favorite person because you uh, appreciate their commentary on certain things. Mm-hmm. And there's a topic, a hot topic that's up mm-hmm. that's not being posted on the shade room. And it's like, wait, why is this missing? And even Joe said it when you had him on the episode. When mm-hmm. was that last week? Mm-hmm. He said, I think, you know, I didn't talk about it because I just didn't talk about it. Right. But he, had, he he also made a point that a lot of people didn't talk about it. So here you have this well, he, issue. So he also admitted that he didn't cover right, it. That's what first. I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. said that. That's the first thing I said. And yeah. then he's like, you know, a lot of people didn't cover it. So now you have. People who are looking up to these pillars, right, in our community, mm-hmm. you know, the social media world, it makes how it makes you guys, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not attainable, but easily accessible, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, number one, it's quiet. It's, it was just, it was so eerie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. quiet and why? And again, I can understand having a friend and it's just like, I'm, I don't want to throw my friend in the fire or have a certain opinion on my friend. Like, I owe it to this person to talk to them privately. But I don't think that people can get upset because people wanted you to say something. It's right. not about specifically, I don't agree with people telling you how you should handle it. Right. Van, you should have said X, Y, Z specifically. No, but I think just some kind of acknowledgement because mm-hmm. you, you also have to understand that those people who are following you are also people who are victims and are also people who were triggered. Mm-hmm. And even, um, I think Angela made a comment to someone in her comments mm-hmm. saying that, you know, she's confident again that her brother didn't do this like the first case from 15 years ago mm-hmm. and she's not going to let somebody come up or, you know, gain clout, clout off of him for this yeah. accusation. And that's her opinion. That's perfectly fine. But also it was problematic because that's always the narrative right. that a woman is saying something against someone because they want to come up or they want it's, some it's, clout. It's a hard situation for her because it's problematic. First of all, I think that, you know, she's kind of addressed that and that, that might have been not exactly the way she wanted to phrase that. But um, it's, it's also hurt, hurtful because it's like, not not hurtful, but it's, it's interesting situation specifically to the women that are close to him because right. two things. Number one, these are ladies that are out there every single day. Right. Like, and a part of me believes that there should be some credibility built up there with them to where one issue shouldn't have everyone coming at them. Yes and no. And, you know the, why? And the reason reason why Go I say ahead. that the, the 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 reason why I say that is because. Perhaps there's a little bit more to this one, 
in terms of the dynamics of and the moving parts here, which is the reason why they're trading a little bit lighter. But do you understand why to um, a lot of people it can seem like cherry picking? Like, well, it depends. If you want to, if you if you want to, if you want to blow Amanda or Angela out of the sky because they didn't no. say what you wanted them to say. Because it's not about saying I mean, because no. because because then she came out and she said what she meant and she got killed for that. Right, right. So so it, w- it was a point to where okay, you're silent now. When you're silent, you didn't give the you didn't give the thoughts that we wanted to hear. I mean, from at the you. end of the day, you can't make everyone happy. Period. And I think that's right. the responsibility or part of the game that comes with this mm-hmm. when you're when you're choosing to create a platform mm-hmm. where people trust your voice and you and you give your opinion about whatever comes up right and then when there's something that comes up when it's your friend and it doesn't get talked about it does it does seem a little weird but again i i i can't say i, I understand because i haven't had that situation happen to me before but i and even when i think about the situation that i was in right and initially like i said before i was angry at a lot of people mm-hmm. like y'all know what this nigga did you know mm-hmm. or y'all know me yeah. and y'all know like i'm not that person i'm not a liar right. by no means i'm not a li- there's no reason for me to lie i work i make my own money I, I do what i have to do for my child there's no reason for me to lie so the fact that one people don't believe me just because this person doesn't seem like they're capable you know is really hurtful yeah. so i just think that understanding that you have people who follow you who are in these situations daily and who just wanted you to stand up for them and not just not by throwing him in the fire not by accusing him by just saying yo i heard what was said and and it does sound fucked up mm-hmm. and i empathize for whoever was triggered by this situation right. but i'm i'm choosing to deal with this privately because this is my friend and this is how i'm dealing with my private life right. but what happens when you're silent you allow that space for people to have a lot to say yeah and listen uh, for me uh, i'm I'm gonna be honest with you for me um everyone can kind of say whatever they want right like i'm not gonna like i'm i don't i don't people come into my people say stuff to me all the time they hear me say something they don't agree i say thank you for listening thank you for yeah i saw that in your comments just thank you for listening Thank you for listening. Cool. Thank Appreciate you for it. the amount of time you follow me. Peace. Thank, the peace. You, you don't want to follow me no more. Thank you for the time that right. you did. Peace. I simply don't have it within me to be perfect on every issue. Because you're human. The way you want me to be. And they're human. Like, I can't, like, if, if that is the reason why, there are other takes that I'm going to have that you're not going to agree with. There are other times that you're not going to be with me. If you're looking for someone who every single time something happens can give you a roadmap to perfectly deal with it, but I, I'm what, the wrong guy. What I think and that so, we need is people who are able to say just that. I'm human, right? Here comes this. I usually have a lot to say. I usually know exactly what to say. I have all the words to say it and read people to filth. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's one of my superpowers. But also, in this instance, I don't have the words. Because this, as a human being, right. this is a really tough situation to be in. I think that that says a lot, too. And just to, me, to, just to like open up that conversation. That's what Amanda said, Yeah, she though. said it. She yeah. did. She, she did. But I think, and again, I had to stop watching her stories. Mm-hmm. I did. And I just stopped following the whole thing. Because I was starting to get aggravated with certain things. And mm-hmm. I just had to reel it on in and just, just sit with myself. And I think mm-hmm. that... People need to do that too. You know, sometimes things come up and we just automatically go to see other people's reactions. Mm-hmm. We need to start sitting down with things and, and getting our opinions first down packed before we're basing our opinions based off of what other people's opinions are first, yeah. right? And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the issues with social media. Yes, you do have these thought leaders again, and I think that's why they were so much under fire. And I want to speak to one thing. Someone DM me, and actually multiple people were like, you know, it's not a black woman's job to clean up a black man's mess. 
And I don't think that's what people were asking for. I don't think people want Angela or Amanda to clean up his mess because that's not their mess to clean up. Mm-hmm. But I think that it just, again, I, and I don't want to keep on saying this over and over and over, but it did come off as a convenient thing to be quiet about. Hmm. Well, like I said, both believe in both of those sisters. Yeah, greatly, they're awesome. I think, I yeah. think y'all are awesome. Um, like, like, Amanda might be the smartest person I've ever met before in my life. Uh, well, I will say this. I'm, ask, I'm gonna ask you this question. Ask me. Um, because uh, I am fortunate to have met you. Obviously, I wish we could have like connected on some shit that didn't have to do with all of this. But but you can al- always rely on me to have an honest conversation. Of course. So I'm, I'm fortunate to have met you. What I'll ask you this is, um. You're talking to, despite what anyone will tell you, you're talking to someone who is, uh, when I say anyone, I mean there's only, whatever. You're talking to somebody who um, wants to be a part of the solution to this problem, okay? Uh, Who wants to um, figure out a way to, more than anything, and it's not just because, it's because as a society, we're missing out. We're missing out on. There are other societies in in this world who's who've embraced the voices of women. Yes. Um, in all different areas mm-hmm. of their societies, in finance, in overall leadership, in um, in social leadership, in all different types of ways. And those societies are are, are starting to lap ours. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a very easy competition area. Um, and they're seeing all kinds of ways. The voices of women. It, the, at the point that we're at in the world are more necessary and vital than they've ever been because uh, I think that one of the failings specifically of American society is that women haven't been empowered. So there, there's a group of guys and believe it or not, Charlemagne is amongst this group of people when you feel, look at the women that he surrounded himself with. But that's another story. Um <sighs> But while saying that, how do we do this? And the reason why I'm asking is because I'm saying, how do we do this? How, as men, uh, some men of a certain age, because if if you grew up in in more, um, I guess, wild wild west times, as Mm -hmm. as I'm 38, like how do we? What's the blueprint? Like we need ain't no blueprint. You got to make it. You know, I think I think there's a couple answers I have because right? it's, it does seem like or sometimes suggestions, I should say. It, it does seem like it does seem like that, like. Uh, because we I don't want to get into, into a situation where a black man's never innocent of a specific crime. Right. 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 I don't want to get into a situation to where we every to where we're losing our minds a little bit. And I don't think that we will, because, like I said, I'll say it again. False rape cases are exceedingly rare. Okay, that's statistics. Feel free to go look them up. False rape cases, exceedingly rare. But I do want to make sure that we we, we, we move forward and, and things are responsible. So Van, I had a conversation with one of my friends, Terrell. Hey Terrell, I love you. But um, we, we were talking. Terrell's lit. She's from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, baby. That's my little yeah. yeah, yeah. And she, um, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing. <laughs> um, after Essence Festival, I was really like immersed in the, the culture I wanted to learn. What is it? Chapatulis. Oh, yep, wow. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a po' boy from Jeans before Drake went and shot okay. the Kiki video. Nice. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, 
we were talking the other day and this was after you had reached out to me because I was calling her to be like bitch mm -hmm. guess who DM me mm -hmm. and then we just started talking about the whole situation yeah. and I was saying like I think that as a community we have so many women's empowerment things right we have we have spaces where women can go victims could go you know of abuse and to get whatever tools they need right but we don't have a lot of things for men specifically black men and her argument was like well because patriarchy you know patriarchy because patriarchy right mm -hmm. they don't we're the ones who need the help right but i'm like yeah but if we're not teaching men how to be right how to not be problematic mm -hmm. if they're if we're just allowing this system to continue to condition our young men right we have to start at our children right mm -hmm. so what are the ways that we're programming and and i don't even know if this is a problematic thing for me to say i also don't care because this is just something that i'm thinking about maybe you can help me with this mm -hmm. what are the ways that we're programming our our sons to be abusers and how are we programming our our daughters to be victims right mm -hmm. and something that um someone one of my followers dm me and she's like you know my daughter just turned 18 and she just went to college and growing up, I always let her have dominion over her own body. So if she wanted to paint her nails or if she wanted to get a certain color in her hair, even if I didn't agree with it or even if I didn't like it, if it wasn't hurting her, I let her because what's going to happen if I'm, I'm the authority over her body, I'm telling her what she can and cannot do to express herself. Now she gets into a relationship and now she's looking for that again. So if a man tells her she can and cannot do something, she doesn't have dominion over her own body. So that was like a point that she brought up that made me think. What are ways that we we enable men or we teach little boys to have dominion over women or, you know, just to participate into this culture? And I was thinking about a story that someone told me where his mom, he didn't like to be corrected on his homework, right? Mm -hmm. So his mom didn't want to keep going back and forth with him and dealing with her, her his temper tantrums. So his mom said to him, okay, I won't correct you on your homework so long as you bring good grades home. He came home salutatorian. Mm -hmm. So what do you think she created? Yeah, he's fucking smart. But now it's a, it's a man who doesn't know how to take criticism, mm. specifically from a woman, right? So I think that there's a whole bunch of things that we don't even understand because we're programmed that way. We're raising our kids to continue the same exact system. So do I have all the answers? No. But do I think that we need to start paying attention to how we're raising our children? Yes, because we see what the result is. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you re-raise somebody? Re-raise someone? Meaning 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 right meaning this, therapy. This 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 is what I mean right now. What I'm saying is, we're gonna get this right right now, from the bottom up. I think that there are a lot of people out here who are dedicated to this, but there are a lot of men out here who need to be re-raised, who need to be re-raised, not to not to say the right thing, not to. Um, <laughs> even do the right thing, mm. but to feel mm. the right thing. Right. Not what you say, not even what you do begrudgingly because you know that it's to feel the right thing, to feel the quickening that you must feel when a woman is in trouble. Right. To feel the quickening that you must feel, not even when a woman is in trouble, to empower right. women, to, to, to really respect them. You have to feel that right. Right. I think the question that I want to know is, if we're going to have a gigantic conversation about how you because a lot of these guys that we're talking about, um, they're still in power. They still are the movers and shakers. They're still the community leaders. They're still the guys who are running around here being crazy and they need to have their shit rewired. I think we need to have conversations. We see how powerful conversations are. This podcast, you mm -hmm. know, um, I have an event 
art of conversation where my whole purpose is to just get away from this panel structure Mm -hmm. which I think in some instances you know it's cool but we've seen it done over and over and over again where you have like this hierarchy three or four people who are um, gurus at whatever and they're popular most of the times they have a large following and they Mm -hmm. talk about what they talk about they answer questions and they leave right Mm -hmm. but how can we create a space where people just come to talk right so I created this event and what I do is pretty much I have 40 people in a room. Everyone's a stranger. You buy a ticket if you want to come. You don't know who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So Van Lathan could be there and you're not going to know until you get there. Mm-hmm. And we have anonymous boxes and people are able to put topics in boxes anonymously. Mm-hmm. Then I have a whole bunch of like different rules and stuff to keep the tempo going and we change topics, so on and so forth. But I found that at these events and I initially started it just because I needed a space for myself because you know when you become like insta famous in your neighborhood and then uh, it's just like oh hey, Christmas, Christmas. Uh, I'm song. like bruh listen to my mixtape SoundCloud link yeah shout out to everybody from my hood Brick City what's up but um yeah I love it it's mm-hmm. cool but I also needed spaces where I'm not coming in as the influencer like I hate the word in itself makes me cringe but I just wanted a space where I could just be and talk and get information from other people so I think the way that we, as you say, re-raise people mm-hmm. is to start having these conversations where the only intention, the only point of the conversation is to leave with something mm-hmm. that we that we don't know. Or to, sometimes you're sitting there and you hear two people going back and forth and you're just listening mm-hmm. and then you learn some shit. Yeah. Like, yo, I never thought about it. You don't need to say it. You don't. It's not about arguing a point. You go home and you're like, yo, this person said this thing and now I, I'm living my life differently now. Right. So I think that we need to create more platforms and more events or more programming, whatever, mm-hmm. wh- where we understand what the problems are. I think that's important, understanding what the problems are. Right now mm-hmm. we're talking about rape culture. Um, and then we start to implement programs to teach people. And I don't think we should always separate it, like women's empowerment, men's empowerment. We need to start having community, community empowerment. empowerment and having these conversations where we're bridging the gap because I think we're, we're dealing with things too separately mm-hmm. and we need to come together to, to really get solutions that work. And I think one thing that happened is very important as well. I think um, accountability is very important. I think that I don't have any issue with you uh, sort of holding me accountable um, for what you felt like was happening. I think that that's a way, that's been a way for us to get to know each other. Um, I think that no one should be afraid of accountability. As a matter of fact, I don't know if she will ever hear this, and I don't think the guy's long dead now, uh, but I actually apologize to that sister for not holding my homeboy um, accountable, more accountable for that. Uh, I should have. How? Like, so let's talk about this for a quick second. Uh-huh. Um, for for people listening, right? For, for people listening who you know, your friends doing ain't shit things. I don't want to say they ain't shit, but they doing ain't shit behavior, uh-huh. right? They're they're behaving in a way that you know is not right. What's some advice that you would give to them on how to hold them accountable? It, it, it's, it's easy to be honest with you. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything violent. It doesn't have to be anything whatever. Like when we're all in the same crew or we're all together, there's a certain common ethos and a certain uh camaraderie that we have Mm -hmm. and as black guys as black men at least in my community where Mm -hmm. i come from what we don't know is that intrinsically we earn that Mm -hmm. intrinsically that's earned Mm -hmm. that's earned it might be earned from the way you dress from the way you hoop Mm -hmm. um just from your uh you know ability to be funny around your boys everyone earns their place into a social structure right uh and there's uh, a certain way that you look at people who can't earn their way into it, right? Mm-hmm. People who who are outside of your social structure. As men, that's just kind of the way we, we, we act. To be ostracized from that 
and to be told that you're not good enough for it, for mm-hmm. however you might be. Um, and Jamila Lemieux, who was on this podcast one time, told me this. Now, she was just talking about if a guy's like not being there for his son and if a guy's like they're maybe dipping out on his girl or something like that, which I felt like was more kind of like getting in somebody's business. But I get what she was saying is that sometimes you have to uh, let people know that their actions and their behaviors are not going to be tolerated. They're not going to be uh, um, able to be in your orbit and you have to continuously tell them, so, tell them about themselves. And also, if you, more than that, if you hear about this going on, it's going to be a tough sell. And you think that it is going on, you have to act on behalf of women. Right. You have to be willing to talk to your, your homegirls uh, your homeboy's lady and counsel her on maybe the fact that she should go to the police or maybe see, the fact that she should talk to him. I just thought about, right, where back to the situation I was talking about where that woman who doesn't really know either of us was very confident that I wasn't telling the truth about mm-hmm. being in this relationship. And I realized that in order for him, my son's father, you know, in this situation, to be able to speak to his friends honestly about the shit that went down because it was years where it was a lot of crazy shit Mm -hmm. um that would mean that that person has to even acknowledge themselves and to be able to look into themselves and i think that what happens a lot of times is someone does something right let's just say someone abuses a woman they never thought they had it in them now they beat a woman right Mm -hmm. i think they it's this situation where you you can't even believe that you were capable of something and you suppress it and you don't call it out for what it is. And it's like, oh, you know, then we attach this justification. Well, I only did this because she said this and mm-hmm. that makes it okay, right? So, of course, his friend isn't going to know the full story because people downplay it. You can downplay it. It's just like when you're a kid and you're in school and you did some fuck shit in school and you know when you get home, it's about to be that ass and your parents ask you, like, what happened? And you're like, well, and you mm-hmm. kind of downplay it even though you know you were in school while and it's the same kind of situation. So I think that people also need to acknowledge that what your friends are telling you might not always be 100% the truth yeah. and it might not be that they're intentionally trying to lie. Mm-hmm. It could also be that they haven't yet gotten to the point where they've been able to really come to terms with their actions and what they've mm-hmm. done. But the only thing you can do is confront them, right? Confront them, yeah. confront them. Or, but, or, 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 or even ask them because a lot of times... But also you have to understand that what you're going to get in return, that answer that you're going to get in return might not always be just because it's your homie and you love them and they're a good father and they're a pillar in the community and they're all these things. Mm-hmm. They could also be abusive. Yeah, oh no, they could also still be no, no, rapists. No, no, no. That, those, yeah. The, I but what I'm saying though that, is, yeah. you can't always expect that when you confront someone that on the other end of that there's going to be honesty right. and it has nothing to do with you. It right. might be that in that moment it's a process, right? Yes, to be a victim or a survivor, there's trauma that I had endured. Yes, mm-hmm. but there's also I think trauma already in the person who is committing the act that they're committing so you have to understand sometimes it has nothing to do with you so then you, what is, you, so you might not know the whole story that's all i'm saying okay i don't know there, i don't think that there's a definitive answer there's not mm-hmm. one right answer but i do think a, a, a step towards the right direction is acknowledging right and is confronting yeah hey i heard this tell me is this true yes or no like putting put that fire yeah, under we, their yeah, ass we need to have some standards not tiptoeing in our, like, around yeah. it i mean you know we need to just have some as men I think we got away with a long time with not having any standards for the way we deal with one another, right? We mm-hmm. have all kinds of standards in the way we deal with all of these other things, but in the way we deal with one another, um, and this is not a blanket, yes. but we need to have some real standards uh, in the way we deal with each other. 
and which is like if you do this you can't come around no more nah, if you what do is it? i mean listen if you do this what the same type of uh penalties that there are for everything else you get ostracized you get this you get that but i'm telling you in terms of us holding each other accountable it uh like for some reason we live in a society and this needs to change as well where men don't believe it's real till they hear it from other men now, initially, yes. I- I- eventually, that needs to change. Eventually. Like, like right like o- yesterday. Like, right, that needs to change. But while that's the thing, what we have to do is use that to make us all listen, uplift, and protect women. Because there's a lot of guys I know right now, and I hope sisters know this. Yes. That we're here. Like, we care it's true like we like it's not it's not as i know it's i know it's horrible but there there are men that i know and men that i talk to and that i confide in and that give me uh game and that that really like lift me up and they're invested in it we just have to kind of find a way to 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 make it all work and unfortunately i think that and i know that these men exist Mm -hmm. right where they want nothing they want the best for women they want to protect women yet and still they're still quiet a lot of times mm-hmm. and they're still complicit you know it's like we're going through things there's there's men that knew the shit that i was going through that i think are good men mm-hmm. but did they stand up for me when they could have did they say something they, they didn't so it kind of leaves me to just be like i'm still trying to understand how i feel about those people who know what went down but don't really have an opinion other than like oh word that's fucked up mm. and what <sighs> Y'all give it up for Christmas, man. Give it up for. First of all, tell them where they can find you at, man. You can find me on the block. No, I'm oh, saying shit. no, I'm kidding. Here we go. <laughs> um, so you drive. can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Christmas C H R I S M I S S. There's an underscore at the end, but even if you don't put the underscore, I'll still pop up. Okay. Um, Christmas on Instagram. I don't really tweet as much. It's overwhelming for me. It's too much shit. Shit. The way my brain works, this a lot. But I'm on Twitter, the same exact thing. And yeah, I'm out here working. So you can see me in a theater near you sometime mm-hmm. soon. Netflix, you feel me? Where else? Um, I was in She's Gotta Have It. Had oh, first, were you? Yeah, I had my first little like 15 seconds of shine. Hey! Hey! First episode, I had the little red bandana. My hair was blonde. Okay. Um, where else? In your dreams, if you're lucky. No word. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, that's it. Thank you so much, Van, for the opportunity. No problem. This, I'm this so, was big for me. Like, listen, like this is, we got to build, man. We really got to build. And it's going to be long i think this conversation kind of sums it up sometimes it's gonna be fun sometimes it's gonna flow easy and sometimes we gotta challenge each other right and if anybody has suggestions let's just open it up right i don't know it goes on youtube this goes on youtube it goes on soundcloud on soundcloud yeah. comment you know yeah let's and i feel like we need to just we we focus so much on trying to prove people wrong or mm-hmm. like at this time stamp this person said this and this was wrong Let's focus our energy on solutions. We started the conversation where we started. We ended in trying to figure out how we can move forward. Mm -hmm. I really want to focus in on that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to um, work on an art of conversation where we talk about rape culture, Mm -hmm. where we have 20 women, 20 men. I'm going to work on recording it and putting that out. And we can really see, like, where everybody stands with this. Mm. All right. We out. Peace.